0: You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life.
1: Welcome, everyone, to Geraldine Tegelove Live. I'm Geraldine, and I can't wait to share some exciting and, I might say, planet-changing information with you today. This is our final show in the series, The Alchemy of Healing. And for today, I have the perfect guest in for a chat, a beautiful lady who is passionate about healing our planet in so many ways. My guest today is Christine Watts, and she is uh, such an inspiration in the way she lives by her principles, making sure that she's doing her part within the huge task of healing our beautiful planet Earth. I guess I don't really need to explain that as we step into a space of caring for the environment, we naturally care for self and for those, all those around us. Um, we care for people, plants, water, the animal, you name it, we're caring for it. But there is so much to be done. But if each of us takes responsibility for how we treat the world around us, then one by one we can really create enormous change. And there is another benefit to all of this. As we focus on caring for our environment, you know, we we take our minds off all the negative stuff that might be happening in our lives and bring our attention to how we can give and serve. And this always creates healing big time. For today, though, we're going to shift our attention to the children of this world. Do children hold the key to healing the planet? Well, they certainly are our future, aren't they? But if they're not given the encouragement and guidance needed, they too will very quickly forget what they knew to be true as they first arrived here and slowly slid into believing their elders' perceptions and misguided beliefs. So how do we prevent this from occurring? We look to beautiful souls such as Christine who is making sure that Christine or or children, I should say, are given wings to fly. Wow. Wow. Sounds great, doesn't it? Well, today I want to introduce you to Christine so we can find out about what she's doing for children and how we can do the same. Let's get this world back on track in fabulous ways. Now, I'd love to begin by telling you just a little bit about Christine But I know as we move through the show today, you'll discover for yourself uh, so much more about this amazing woman. Christine is an educator, author, and artist who comes from the heart in all that she does. Christine is dedicated to empowering people in their visions and hopes of creating a, a positive, hopeful, and healthy future world. She encourages people to allow their heart light to shine through everything they do with confidence and grace. Now, before I bring Christine on, I just want to share with you our, uh, today's note to self for today. Regardless of our age, there is a child within each of us that aches to be embraced, loved and accepted and to live in that beautiful realm of mystery, magic, and miracles. This week's image uh, is just beautiful, and you'll have to go to my website to find it, I'm afraid. (laughs) It's a a gorgeous image, but I'm not going to tell you about it. No, you're going to have to whiz by com, Have a look in the radio page, and you'll see what it is. But um, right now, and this is probably going to give it away anyway, yes, (laughs) I'm going to read to you uh, a little message from the Spirit in Nature, because it's absolutely beautiful. And this has a lot to do with the show today. It's all about encouraging uh, ourselves and encouraging children. In the way that um, they live their life and how they can get the best of themselves and the best of life by doing so. So, here's the little message The cry of the seagull is a familiar sound which can still be heard above the relentless rhythm of the ocean's waves as they crash and tumble upon the shore. The spirit of the seagull symbolizes freedom, courage and communication. Being a shoreline bird, the seagull lives between realms. It neither lives on the land nor lives on the ocean, but lives in the space between where there is mystery and magic. And even though the seagull is a shorebird, It is a bird that still has the ability to teach all physical beings how to ride the currents of life, the mental, the emotional, and the physical worlds. We in Nature Spirit also wish you to understand that the seagull has developed a wonderful language. They are masters of uh, psychological communication. Excuse me, one minute. I'm just writing a little message to my uh, producer. Here we go. The amazing children who are arriving on our planet or have already arrived are very much like the seagull. If allowed and encouraged, they too will continue to live on the shorelines of this world. They will live in a place of mystery and magic where they will flourish and grow. The conversations between those of the old world order and those of the new will become easier and easier as these advanced souls teach a new form of communication. These beautiful children will guide you in how to live in love, peace, and harmony. They will show you the true meaning of integrity and honor and will insist on you embracing this truth. And if allowed and encouraged, they will coach you in how to ride those currents of life with ease and to live happiness and joy as never before. Such a beautiful, a message from the spirit in nature for us to think about this morning. And now, after a little bit of effort, <laughs> we have Christine on the line. I was a bit concerned there, but no, we're all together now, I think. So, hello, Christine. Hello, Christine. Hi,
2: Geraldine. How
1: are Hi. you? Oh, fantastic. We have you there now. That's fabulous. I'm great. And it's lovely to finally have you on the call today.
2: Thanks so much. I'm sorry
1: about the little glitch. Oh, no. Look, you know, that's technology. We have little glitches every now and again, but that's okay. So, Christine, I have um, introduced our listeners uh, and told them a little bit about you and then we had a a, just a nature spirit message which just helped us to fill that little gap while you were getting on board with us but uh first of all i have to ask christine how are the wombats today
2: they are beautiful i went down and um, played with them and chatted with them this morning we've got two at the moment whose both parents were um run over by a car so we we bring them in and and look after them and then release them back to
1: the wild when they're ready. Oh, fantastic. Wow. I know that's not what we're talking about today, but I thought oh, I just have to I forgot to ask you this morning how the wombats were going. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Christine, yeah, I know that uh, and I've explained to the listeners that you are really passionate about empowering children, actually, the wombats as well, but, you know, we'll get back to children now, empowering mm-hmm. children to become uh, what you call the greatest version of themselves. So can you tell us a little of, of your story and and what you brought to this current work? Oh, wait a minute, Christine, it, we're about to go to break, so can you hold on to that? And after the break, we're going to chat about, um, uh, you know, your uh, your story and and all the work that you do and how you go about it. And I know, Christine, you've got this um, fabulous program happening at the moment, haven't you? We
2: certainly do. Very excited to, to be able to share it with everyone.
1: Yeah, so that'll be fantastic for us today. Um, And Christine, just to fill us in a little bit more about yourself uh, before we do jump into the break for this morning, um, in your work as a teacher, I guess, and as an author and as a workshop facilitator and all of those things, is there something that is really unique about you that you'd like to share with the listeners?
2: I guess for me I, I created um, I found a really beautiful connection with nature through the wombats, through caring for the wombats, and through that i've I've been able to develop everything that I do and um, shine my own heart light to help other people shine theirs as well, particularly children.
1: Oh, fantastic! Now, I'm not sure if people know what wombats are. Would everyone know what a wombat
2: is, Christine? Um I'm not sure they're they're an Australian um, beautiful Australian marsupial and they are one of the most beautiful creatures I've ever ever been in contact with.
1: And they are, and they're so soft and cuddly, and I'm sure very, uh, well, as far as your family is concerned, part of the family, aren't they? Now, after the uh, break, everyone, that we're going into right now, we're going to really hear lots about Christine and the work she's doing.
0: Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Tegelov, will return after this short break. It's, words
3: never heard. it's well known in medical practices that patients tend to lie about their health habits. They lie about how much they smoke, understate how much they drink or eat, and overstate how much they exercise. What's another word for those little white lies we like to tell in the examination room? Teradiddles. Doctors have a rule of thumb. Whatever the patient says they're drinking, smoking, or eating, multiply it by two. But it's hard to come clean about your habits when you know you're in for some jobation from the doctor. That's criticism we don't want to hear. If physicians want us to be honest with them, I suggest they try being a little less judgmental and use a little suave eloquence. That's soothing, encouraging talk. It's words you never I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard
4: vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
0: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
4: Even though Halloween is my least favorite day of the year... It will be here soon, and having a strategy to not let it derail your healthy eating is a good idea. Weight Watchers says that there is really a trick to treats. You can stay on your healthy living plan, even though there is plenty of temptation around. They recommend to buy your candy late. Keep the temptation out of your house for as long as you can. Buy candy that you personally do not like. Have a plan for the leftover candy or the candy the kids bring home. Giving it away to your church or favorite charity is a good idea. But if you can't, then freeze it. It takes a while to eat a rock-solid piece of candy. Forgo the temptation to eat high-calorie, low-nutrition candy and stay on track. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear more fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at annettehammond.com.
0: Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov.
1: Yes, you are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelov Live and Christine Watts, and today we are in the final show of a series of six around the alchemy of healing and how we can tap into so many different techniques and facets of healing to create fabulous outcomes in our lives. For each of us, the healing process is a unique and one-of-a-kind experience that fits perfectly with who we are, our beliefs and our perceptions around life, and our knowledge and understanding of how the energy within this universe operates within our lives. Often we need a little bit help, but what better way of getting help than from our children? Thank goodness we're still young enough not to have lost, or they're still young enough, I should say, not to have lost the beliefs they arrived with. And yes, we all come knowing that we have the power inside of us to overcome any challenge that seems to cross our path in our journey of life. And uh, now we're going to really connect into the power that children have within them to create amazing lives. And if we can just give them the freedom to do so and guide them in wonderful ways. And I know that Christine today is going to help us to understand how we can do just that. So, Christine, back to uh, here we go. Now we're going to get into it. (laughs) Tell us a little of your story and what brought you to to doing this work that you're currently doing, Christine.
2: So, I'm a qualified primary teacher and taught for quite a few years. I found that in primary schools, and I found that after a while, it didn't actually make my heart sing anymore. And one day we found this little wombat, Wombie, on the side of the road whose mum had been run over. And in a very special way, he he opened my heart and my family's heart to another way of being and and tapping into nature and, and that inner essence of who we really are and how we can contribute to a magnificent world.
1: Wow! So one little wombat, little wombie, yes. was able to open you up. And how did that happen, Christine? You know, was it a kind of a metaphor for life, or what was it?
2: Well, I guess he, being a young a young wombat, he needed constant twenty four hour care, and so there were lots of cuddles and lots of feeding, and and it was like he was almost giving us messages from from nature. Probably sounds a bit crazy but we used to, I guess, get sort of like downloads from him and little messages. And from that, I've, I guess I've recreated myself, as you speak about, um, and I still teach, but I teach in a different way, and I've created a program based on what I hear and see and feel from nature and children and teachers as well.
1: Well, I don't think you sound crazy, Christine, because this is what <laughs> I do all the time. <laughs> So maybe there's two of us crazy together, but I tell you what, yeah, there are so many more of us out there at the moment who are doing crazy things and um, connecting to the messages uh, through Mother Nature, and it's really the only way to go, I believe.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yes, yeah. So... Moving towards children, though, Christine, because I know this is something that you absolutely love, and um, what do you see as essential to the personal growth of children in today's world?
2: I guess because children, you know, they carry, from what I've seen in schools, they're carrying a lot of our pain and our suffering. And for me, we need to help children learn who they really are and understand and connect with nature themselves so that they're able to have the strength and the courage to create the world that we also so want to, to create. Um, and, and I also um, believe that we need to help them nurture their, their creativity and, and also to learn to speak their own truth and know their own truth. Um, and I guess also there's lots of lots of people in the world now understanding that we need to help children find
1: their inner and their outer purpose. Absolutely. I so agree with you, Christine. And uh, particularly, I guess, um, help them to remember, and it is remembering who they are at the core of their being because um, they haven't yet, hopefully, lost everything that they came with. And uh, connecting to that inner self and that uniqueness. And I know that you are doing this constantly through your programs, working with children to uh, through beautiful creative means, but uh, getting them to connect to that uh, creative self and Probably it doesn't help, Christine. That you know, well, I know from my generation, it was you were kind of told what you were going to do in life, and you did it. How, you know, was it the same for you?
2: I guess you, we we all had a feeling of you know there's a path and it's it's laid out for us. Whereas I, I believe now we we need to empower children to create their own path and follow the inuit in in order to do that, so that that we all are um, coming from our places of, of light and, and love and creating a brilliant world.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and hopefully if they're encouraged and given the freedom to do that, can you imagine how it will change the whole planet?
2: <laughs> it's fantastic. It's... I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> it's exciting.
1: Um, yes, and I know I'm. I know you, as a mother too, have done the exactly that with your with your own children. So, I guess as mothers, if we can give children permission to live who they are, it will change everything. And we learn so much from our own children, don't we, Christine?
2: We we certainly do, and and if we've got the courage and the faith to to listen to what they're telling us in all of the unique ways that they're showing us, you know, we can can just create a brilliant world together. Yes. So
1: down to the practicalities of it, Christine, um, you know, what methods do you use to help children connect to themselves and to the world around them?
2: So ultimately, um, children can connect to nature through, through my programs and my work. Uh, one of the greatest, the greatest parts of my program, I think, is what I call heart dreamings. And they're basically creative visualisations to help ch- children tap into that inner essence of who they are. I use lots of Colours of the Rainbow, work with Colours of the Rainbow, which just works magic with, with kids. Um, lots of natural materials, um and and all of my activities and programs have a natural rhythm to them so that children can access the natural flow of life within within themselves and something that's really um very important in my programs is that um and it's a, it's a you know a given method that I use is we focus on on cooperation and co-creation rather than individuation and and not working together And and also from coming from all of my activities, encourage kids to to tap into their creativity and inspiration.
1: So you talked, you said um, natural rhythm, Christine. Mm -hmm. Can you expand on that? What do you mean by the natural rhythm?
2: So that that in, in schools, well, at least in Australia, um, I, I've had experience with. Our teachers are doing a brilliant job and I take my hat off to them all. They have my greatest respect. But one of the greatest challenges I see is that um, life in general is very rushed. And and so the rhythm of, of my programs is that the, the activities um, are done over a longer period of time. So each element has nine activities and within each activity is a rhythm, a natural rhythm, which we, we do each week and the children, therefore, do, do the rhythm of it each week and, and as each week passes, they, they gain more understanding of who they are and who they are in the world.
1: And I guess this natural rhythm, we could transfer that too to the home situation.
2: Absolutely. I, I school Chris and I homeschooled our children ourselves for a fair proportion of their education, um, and it, I can see it would certainly fit in with homeschooled children.
1: Yes. Yeah. And we do. I mean, we fill our lives, and I, I don't know. Sometimes I look with horror at the at our children's lives, even that their every minute is um, filled with activity and um i I don 't know where I saw it yesterday or the day before somebody had posted something about you know the greatest gift we can give our children is to allow them to be bored for a while <laughs> yes, so that absolutely. they can yeah really uh, contemplate life for a while and not be filling it with another yet another activity. And I, I think as adults we've we've just come to accept this busyness of life and we think that the children have to be the same.
2: Absolutely. And, and that's one of the things I've found in going to lots and lots of schools is that our teachers are brilliant and yet they're overworked and, and there's so much asked of them and therefore we're asking so much more of our children which is, as far as I can see, not a good thing. Slowing down is, is yeah. a really, really great thing.
1: Yes and and I love the fact that you you do the creative visualization to Christine. that's and and that's a natural flow from children because they're daydreaming we I think as adults a lot of us forget how to daydream and how to visualize uh, a beautiful world and a beautiful future for ourselves whereas kids just naturally fall into that don't they Yes yes Mm, and and I love um, I've just been writing little notes here as you've been speaking Christine um, I, I love your idea of co-creation too uh, but we're coming into a break now and but after the break I'd love to uh, let you know or ask you please if you could expand on that idea of co-creation because it is such an important one for all of us and I think um, particularly if children can get this concept at a very young age and and work with it from then through the rest of their lives, oh, wow, <laughs> it will be truly amazing uh, experience for them and for our world. So everyone, please just... Um, Be patient. We'll be back after this break. And I have got so much more to discuss with Christine. And I'm sure she has so many other practical ideas to help us.
0: Best-selling author, musician and life coach, Geraldine Tegelov will return after this short break. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
4: A study done by the University of North Carolina found that Americans are not only eating more, we are eating more often. From 1977 to 2006, the number of daily meals and snacks increased from five to seven. The study also cited that we are consuming 570 more calories per day than we were in the late 1970s. The meal portions have stabilized in recent years, but the total number of calories consumed is rising. Eating five to seven small healthy meals throughout the day instead of eating just three large meals keeps your metabolism revved up and keeps your hunger away, but the operative word here is small. Choose fresh fruit, vegetables, and low-calorie nutritious food for your meals along with daily exercise. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at annettehammond.com.
3: Did you ever wonder about the origin of Murphy's Law? You know the maxim that if anything can go wrong, it will. Murphy's Law was named after Captain Edward A. Murphy, an engineer working at Edwards Air Force Base in 1949. Captain Murphy was working on a project designed to measure how much sudden deceleration a human could stand in a crash. After discovering a transducer constructed for the experiment was wired wrong, Murphy squabashed the technician responsible by exclaiming, If there's any way to do it wrong, you will find it. In other words, circumvent mistakes and miscobobbles before they happen. Aerospace manufacturers began quoting Murphy's Law to their engineers, and soon it became an eponym. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word.
0: Welcome back as Geraldine Tegalov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov.
1: Woohoo! Yes, you are listening to Geraldine and Christine on Geraldine Tegelove Live. And if you have just joined us, we're chatting about assisting children to become the greatest versions of self. Sounds good, doesn't it? Yes. This is actually the final in a series of six shows, all focused on the alchemy of healing. So, what have children got to do with healing? In a word, absolutely heaps that was more than one word though wasn't it (laughs) yes our new earth children have a great deal to do with how we as a planet move triumphantly into our new way of existing on our currently an extremely challenged planet Now, if you'd like to listen to The Complete Show and heaps of others, then you can download them for free from iTunes. Just search Geraldine Tegelov Live under Podcasts, or you can come here to toginet.com and listen or download for my show page. And you can also find them on my website at GeraldineTegelov.com. Okay, so just before the break, we were chatting to Christine about, um, you know, how children... Or how we help children to connect to themselves and the world around them and uh, Christine was talking about natural rhythm and creative visualisation and colour and, and she also said something about co-creation so Christine,
2: can you expand a little on that for us please? Certainly I guess before we found this little wombat um, we were as a family, we, we did our own thing and we met other people and we did things with other people, but we didn't feel we had a real connection with, with a greater whole. And once we found this little wombat, we we began to understand that there is something greater. And and so I guess my work with children now encourages them to, to while they work individually, that they are actually part of something greater. So that in one of my programs... Um, we're doing some painting, and they're, they're painting individually. But the the end objective is to create a large mural, which is from the whole class. So, letting kids know that that they're contributing to the to the whole to the whole whole class work. And also, in in one of them, we actually make create a game based on emotional intelligence. But they're in groups, and so that by getting kids to work together and and work through the challenges. in in a team to create a game they're actually having to look at their own what they're putting out into the world and creating and how to work with other people because for me we're not going to save the planet and therefore ourselves unless we learn to work together and work together from a place of love and and hope and trust
1: wow that's fantastic christine and actually um I guess giving them that concept of, uh, you know, we're all one, and that's a huge concept to connect to. But by starting in in small ways, um, they're really beginning to understand that they are connected to everything in the in the cosmos, basically. Yes, I
2: think Geraldine, that that um, for me, it's that connection with nature that helps them understand and, as you say, remember that they are part of something greater and, and the whole. And yes, they're significant in, to, in that as well.
1: Absolutely, fabulous way to go. And what age are these children that you're working with, Christine? I didn't ask that.
2: Uh, well, it, we've got activities from five-year-olds to, to 12-year-olds. And what I'm finding is that some of them are applicable to to all age groups, but there are certainly some that are for older or younger children.
1: Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And look, you know, we all uh, come at things from at different stages in life, and and I I know these days, looking at our grandchildren, that children understand these concepts so quickly, um, mm. whereas. We seem to have I don't know, whether we've had it taken out of us or, or what, but just different generations, different time in on the you know, in the on the planet. But children pick it up so quickly, don't they?
2: They do. And what I what I've been finding is that when I go into schools and, and share my work with the children, inherently teachers sit down and they want to be involved as well as participants. And, and it's a really beautiful thing to see that, that teachers are are gaining something from, from this work as well.
1: Wow, that's incredible, Christine, because quite often they're so busy, they just look at it as a time, wow, I can run off to an office somewhere and get work done. But if they're actually spending time to participate, you are doing something really good, I think. <laughs> That's oh, it's very amazing. Exciting.
2: I've, yeah, I've, I've been very fortunate to work with some amazing teachers and some brilliant, brilliant children, so I'm very grateful. Yes,
1: yeah, and coming from a teaching background myself, I know that um, to have teachers participate like that is just fabulous. So um, what's the name of this program that you're talking about, Christine?
2: So I've called it Children Create the World because... That's what I would like as an education system, as, as as parents, for us to allow our children to do, is to create the world in the most beautiful and loving way.
1: And I guess uh, behind all of this, Christine, uh, we could go one step further and say, well, there is a child within all of us. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, and if we could... Um, participate in these programs or see what the children are doing, that inner child or that inner part of us would uh, really love to get involved too. Because I have to tell you, Christine, a little, you know, I mean, (laughs) I love playing in the fairy garden here with the kids and and making (laughs) daisy chains. and yeah a bit of a kid at heart I think and and I'm sure we've got all all of us have that within us it, it's just allowing it to come out and play for a little while
2: absolutely and I think it's about it's about um, stepping out of out of the mind space and into the heart space and 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 when we can do that it's just amazing
1: yes and not be worried about you know, what anybody's thinking or saying or anything else. So this program, Christine, and I, we've probably talked about this anyway, but, you know, is there a, a, a
2: basic intention behind it? There is. So so when I created this program, I really, really wanted to empower and support children to become the greatest Version of who they are, and the greatest version is a Neil Donald Walsh um, quote. Um, so basically, what I'm saying is, I want kids to just be the best that they can be, not from a place of ego, but from a place of love and compassion and understanding. Um, and and also, I, I guess what my program also does is, is gives children strategies and skills so that they can have the courage to, you know, to get out in the world because it is sometimes challenging and and we do need to to help them learn these things but by prim- primarily I guess I really want kids to be able to love themselves um, really deeply from just a place of knowing and wisdom rather than from the ego
1: oh my goodness if you could do that Christine you would be really on a roll because you know i I believe from a personal point of view that uh, loving self and or self-worth and self-esteem is is one of the greatest issues that we have to face on our planet at the moment Uh, and if we can sorry i interrupted
2: it it is and and that is the name of my second element is self-confidence and self-esteem because if we can you know help kids feel so great about themselves because they love themselves from compassion rather than ego it's it's just an amazing thing
1: and so, Christine, when you talk about, um, you know, loving from rather than from ego and from, and, or, but from a place of compassion, what do you see as the difference there?
2: I guess for me it, it's about, um, and it goes back to the co-creation as well, it, it's about knowing that by deeply, you know, caring and nurturing and loving ourselves, that, that we can actually contribute to the, the greater good on a, on a much grander scale
1: and do children find it difficult um, because i you know here in australia i'm not sure about other places in the world but australia is known for this you know this tall poppy syndrome and if children are <clears throat> part of me doing really well at things it it seems like a a natural thing that you know, the rest of us have to bring them down in some way. So I guess it's um, <clears throat> creating that love of self with humility. Is that how you do it, Christine?
2: Absolutely. And, and I also think it's about, as educators, for us to actually have the courage to look at what is happening in schools and, and listen and see what's happening to kids and and then change what we're doing so that it allows them you know to come from a place of confidence and self-esteem rather than i've got to you know beat that person i've got to compete with that person that come from a place of inner inner wisdom and i believe it's possible it's not going to happen overnight because some of the things i'm seeing in schools is is concerning me and that's why i created the the program but but they get it and that's why I work with them. They get it so much more deeply and quickly than than as adults. We we tend to be a bit more shut off with. But when you connect them with them on that really deep level, they understand and and it's just brilliant.
1: Uh, I think it sounds absolutely amazing, Christine, if we could just within ourselves, um, believe that we do have uh, beautiful, unique gifts, you know, one-of-a-kind talents that we can share with the world. And if we embrace that and bring that together with everybody else's gifts, you know, what an amazing world we would have. And by helping children understand this at a very young age, to me, sounds like the perfect way to go. (laughs) It is just... Fabulous. Now we are coming into break again, Christine, but after the break, I'd really love to chat to you about your use of colour and how that affects the children and how it affects their learning or how, I should say, enhances uh, what you're doing within the programme. So, everyone, straight after the break, we'll be back with Christine and asking lots more questions and getting beautiful answers, I am sure. So, won't be long.
0: best-selling author, musician, and life coach Geraldine Tegelov will return after this short break.
3: It's you never Have you ever butt-dialed someone accidentally? According to a report, for every 100 calls made to 911 this year, about 40 were dialed unintentionally. Recently, a mother in Canada called police after receiving a nightmarish cell phone call from her daughter filled with blood-chilling screams and a man shouting murderous threats. Police discovered that the girl was at a movie theater in Victoria. Anticipating the worst, the cops were preparing to descend on the cinema when a dispatcher tried calling the girl's cell phone one last time. The girl answered her phone and explained she was not being attacked by a murderer but was watching the horror film Cabin in the Woods. What do you call the activity of being impolite in a social situation by looking at your phone instead of paying attention to the person you are with? Fubbing It's words you name, words. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never
4: heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word.
0: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
4: Harvard Medical School encourages us to improve our diet by eliminating processed foods to lower the risk of heart disease. By upgrading your diet, you can lower your blood pressure, high cholesterol, and insulin levels, as well as prevent obesity and improve the function of your blood vessels and heart. Refined or processed foods include sweets and sugars, white bread, white rice, and other refined or processed carbohydrates. High levels of processing strips the food of important nutrients and can destroy the food's natural structure. It often adds ingredients that are less healthy, like sodium, trans fats, and sugars. Some research shows that fructose is metabolized differently than other sugars and can increase the liver's production of new fat. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. If you're a fan of Fitness Minute, like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond.
0: Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov.
1: We are back and you are listening to Geraldine and Christine on Geraldine Tegelov Live. Today, we are having a fabulous chat about assisting children to find their own unique path and truly live it in the most wonderful ways. But we haven't finished yet. No, I have left a couple of questions for Christine, which I'm sure will help all of us uh, with the more practical side of things. But um, I just wanted to, because I know how fast this segment goes, and I don't want to get to the end and be rushing because it's really important for, well, for my benefit anyway. Um, Christine, before we get into about colour, which I love to talk about, um, where can we actually find you and how can people contact you?
2: Well, I have an email address, which is... um Christine at e3innovate.com.au, so all lowercase letters. And we have a website right. which is similar, which is e3innovate.com.au. Well, that's fairly simple, then.
1: And mm. do when you go to that website, you can find the program that we're talking about today.
2: Yes, I've got some information on there about the program and if if people need to know more, would like to know more, I'd be delighted to speak with them via email or Skype or whatever, which would help people. Mm.
1: Yes, oh, that's fantastic. And also everyone who's listening, I have um, connected with Christine, obviously, before the show today and if you go to my show page... Uh, on toginet.com you'll find all the information there for about Christine too, so if you haven't quite written down the email address or the the website address just whiz over here to toginet.com and um, Geraldine Tegelove live show page and you'll find all the details there but do connect to Christine and her website because there's so much there that you, you will just love and I know this program is doing amazing, amazing things with children. And look, as a parent or as, and I know as a grandparent now, I just want the very best that my children can possibly get. And, you know, it might be the wisdom of age or whatever it is, but I know without a doubt it's not necessarily the material things that I give them that they really uh, love and really cherish. I know with our kids, particularly uh, and now with our grandchildren, as I spend time with them, they often say, Nan, tell us about, or can we go and play in the fairy garden? Or the older ones now say nan can you tell me again about the fourth dimension i mean really and truly (laughs) not necessarily about the latest ipad or phone or anything no but they just want to know about the fourth dimension i do have a chuckle to myself Mm -hmm. but it is really important that we share this information with our children christine let's i i know you love to use color as a focus What's your reasoning behind this?
2: Well, we we use the colours of the rainbow and we also use um, natural materials. So those two themes combined are very healing. There's lots of evidence, you know, um, to show that colours are healing, uh, which I find absolutely works well in my program. But um, what I find is the rainbow colours actually help children tap into their feeling realm and therefore into, into, into nature. And it's through this feeling realm that then we can tap into our inspiration and our creativity. So for me, colours and natural materials are where it's at. And I'm
1: sure um, individual children will be attracted to particular colours at particular times?
2: Certainly. I've just recently I was working with one young girl who's 12 years old, beautiful young girl, and she was obviously carrying a lot of sadness. And we were using the mirrors and colours um, to do a reflection, a self-reflection. And she could only use grey without any colours. And upon speaking with her, she said, I'm, I just carry sadness and that's why I draw with, with grey. And so talking with her over time, over the period of the hour and a half, she was actually able to bring colour into her work which i've just got angel bumps all over me from it because it actually helped her those colors helped her somehow release some of the sadness and and perhaps bring in some hope as well that that there is hope for the future wow
1: that is fabulous christine and it's lovely Mm. to hear examples now you said
2: with mirror work uh explain please (laughs) well in element two which is self-confidence self and self-esteem we use the colors of the rainbow and we attribute positive emotions and feelings to each color we don't i don't focus on the negative part of it because you know i believe there's enough of that in the world um and then so from those those colors so for the first week we look at red and we do everything in red and the children look in and they usually come up with words like strength, courage, resilience, all of those beautiful strong words and they look into the mirror and they look in they find their reflection and they draw that reflection in a color each week and it is just amazing what comes out what what children and we talk about what we do want to reflect to the world, what we are reflecting, what we would like to reflect and how we can use colour to help us reflect the positive things of each colour.
1: Wow. I think we need to take this into the uh, the staff room at the
2: school as well. <laughs> uh, well, I do have it a would... professional development program too, so the teachers love it. They just are yes, loving it. So. That, mm. that
1: is fabulous. and. And I, I, you know, I'm sure as you know, and others would know. So the, the, the mirror reflecting is really um, speaking to their unconscious mind in such beautiful ways, and helping them to express what, what they're feeling. Would that be right, Christine?
2: Certainly, spot on. What I thought initially when I started working with the mirrors with children is that it was in about 11 and 12 that they were losing their self-confidence and self-esteem, but I had to change the order of my program because the children showed me that it's actually much younger, that kids now don't want to look in the mirror as young as 8, 9, 10. And so that's why I brought in this element of mirrors and, and, and the art materials that age group because we need them to look in the mirror and love what they see
1: oh my goodness and do you think there is a reason behind
2: that that it's coming to such young children Christine I have a bit of a theory um, and it's certainly um, you know based on what I've seen but I believe we're so busy in the world today we're forgetting who we really are And I also, I I firmly believe that that we need to um, look at what our children are carrying for us, um, collectively carrying the sadness. And, yeah, so that's that's a lot of the reason why I work with kids, because in doing, working with these materials, we can help them just release it and replace it with, with, recreate who they are, as you say.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. It's just beautiful. Um, And it's so true that children put themselves down at such an early age. And if we can, whatever we can do to lift them up and uh, to carry them forward, As I said in the first segment, you know, give them wings to fly. That's what we're really wanting to do so that we can, and as we lift the children, of course, we're lifting the consciousness of the planet, and that's just a fabulous way to go. So I know you've explained or you've told us of one fabulous benefit, one little girl, the 12-year-old Christine, but... Are there other benefits that you can see coming out of this already?
2: Oh, There's so many things. I'm just blown away by what children are showing me. Um, I'm not even sure where to start because children are amazing with what what they can um, come up with. But um, but basically through the exploration of these natural materials, they they come to an understanding of their feeling realm and they're able to release their emotions and feelings that no longer serve them, which I think is is a brilliant, brilliant thing to be able to do. Um, And look, really, as we've spoken about, the connection to nature and to themselves is really important. Um, And really, um, I guess it's about helping children to focus on expressing themselves in positive and meaningful ways rather than through anger and frustration and hate and all those things that that are appearing in, in our world today.
1: Yeah, and I guess giving them permission to uh, live their personal uniqueness um, and perhaps hopefully empowering them to stand up and, and say, no, this is who I am.
2: And it's okay. Mm.
1: Yeah, yes, most mm. definitely.
2: Um, and, and Geraldine, going back to the co—sorry, the co-creation of things. I just yes. had a thought while speaking with you. It's, it's also for me about um, children learning to lift each other, not only raise their own vibration, but but lifting each other and and doing it from a place of of co-creation.
1: Yes, and supporting each other in the journey, which is uh, wonderful, uh, and and a lesson in serving others you serve yourself basically so mm. that's fabulous christine we've got uh, only a, uh, probably one minute to answer this question for me christine mm-hmm. come on you must have one little secret to share that would transform the lives of children what Absolutely.
2: would that be i would say that we need to help children learn to love themselves from a place of compassion honesty and presence and allow their heart lights to shine brilliantly. Oh, say that again, please.
1: I need to hear it again.
2: Okay, so I, I would love every child, actually every person, to learn to love themselves from a place of compassion, honesty and presence, which therefore allows their heart light to shine brilliantly.
1: What a, a perfect way to finish our show today, and that's not just for children, that's for all of us. Uh, we really need to connect to that that message from Christine. Christina, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. I know for myself it's been wonderful chatting with you and listening to your wisdom that you know the wisdom that flows out of you and it flows from the heart, I know. but thanks. So much for being here and sharing your program with us and sharing your wisdom. Everyone, I want you to have the most wonderful week, and I wish you all a million blessings of love and happiness and peace. Have a wonderful week. Bye for now